Thanks for inviting Mission City Church to join you wherever you are today. We've got a great message for you, so let's go ahead and get started. Well, good morning. And Merry Christmas. Good to see everybody this morning. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and take them out to Matthew chapter 2. First book in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 2 is where we are going to be uh, this morning. It's kind of fun for it actually to be cold at Christmas time, right? You never know in Texas what's going to end up happening. You get a sweater for Christmas and you put it on and it's 80 degrees outside. So we, we get a little taste of, of, of a, a North Pole Christmas this year, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, thinking back this week in uh, May of 2022, uh, Becky and I received some, some pretty cool news. Uh, we'd been married about 10 years and unable to have children. And it was something that was kind of heavy on our hearts. We were really praying, asking God. We'd gone to doctors and different things like that. God, what, what are you doing here? And we really desired to have a, a child. And uh, out of the blue, Becky comes in one day and she says, I, I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know about it. Are you sure? Maybe you ate Mexican food or something like that, right? She's like, no, I really do. I was like, well, let's find out. Let's get a test. And so what, you go and get the test. And the test was positive. And so we celebrated and we praised God for, for this miracle that Becky was pregnant. And then in January of, of that year, Becky gave birth to our son, Caleb, our oldest son. And we celebrated and praised God again because it was a miracle that God did that. And we thought, you know, God, thank you for this one child that you've given us. And, 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 and we're, we're so blessed. And we thought that was probably it because we had so much difficulty having Caleb. And then four years later, Becky came in again. She said, I, I think I might be pregnant. I'm like, Mexican food? No. <laughs> Took a test. And it was Josh. And we praised God and we celebrated again because that's what you do when, when God does great things, we celebrate it's appropriate to celebrate when God blesses us. Uh, celebration is what you do for special occasions and what you do for special events, for births and for marriages and for good grades and for victories. When we have these significant events in our life, it's appropriate to celebrate. And what I want us to see this morning as we, we look at this passage, we look at God's word, is this understanding that Christmas is a time of celebration. Now, I don't think that many people in our country would argue with that. Pretty much everybody is celebrating Christmas in some way. What I'm talking about is not celebrating Christmas in some way. What I'm talking about is celebrating Christ this Christmas for the miracle of Jesus. So Matthew chapter two, we're gonna pick up in verse one and just kind of read this passage together. It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came from Jerusalem saying, where is he who's been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when we rose and we've come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah for, uh, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you found him, bring a word that I may come and worship him as well. 
And after listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and they worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. So so as we think about this, We asked the question this week, why do we celebrate? Why do we celebrate? Because it's a festive time of the year? Because people seem to be in a good mood during the Christmas season? Because of the the lights and the trees and all of these things? No, we celebrate because of Jesus. And so what I want us to look at is why do we celebrate? We can't fully celebrate Christmas until we comprehend Christmas. So so let's kind of take a deep dive into this. We celebrate Christmas because, as the angel said in Luke chapter 2, that Jesus was good news. Matter of fact, that Jesus was good news of great joy. And, And they celebrated this. He said it was for all the people. So it wasn't limited to just these few in Bethlehem or even those in, in Israel, but for the entire world. Good news of great joy that shall be for all people. He goes on to say, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah and Lord. And so as we see this, we we see that there's three titles that that the angel gave to Jesus, that he's Savior, that he's Messiah, and that he's Lord. When he talks about Savior, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says that she, talking about Mary, shall bear a son. You will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And that's so significant. We're going to come back in just a minute and look at that. But it also says that he's the Messiah or the Christ. He fulfills the law and the prophets. We see that he is called Lord, divine Lord, that the Almighty has taken up human flesh, which we call Emmanuel, what? God with us. So celebrating Christmas, we, we celebrate this Savior. Why? Because we need saving. Because we were in a state of of sinfulness, separated from a holy God, and and we needed salvation. We we celebrate Christmas with with gift giving. Why? Because Jesus was an indescribable gift. For 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 15 says this. We we celebrate Christmas with lighting of our houses and trees. How many of you have lights on your houses? How many of you did your own lights? How many of you paid somebody to do your lights? My hand's up. My wife's like, you're not getting on the roof and it looks good because somebody else did it, right? We, we celebrate with lights uh, because in him, Jesus, he is the, the light of the world, the light of men. We celebrate with Christmas carols and songs because of the expressive joy that, that we feel when we think about Jesus. The, the fact that the Savior came into the world and celebrating Christmas, we celebrate the love and the dissension of God. Now, some of you are going to remember this story. In in 1987, there was a toddler by the name of Jessica McClure who fell into an eight-inch well casing in West Texas. The story goes on that she fell 22 feet below ground. And once the people discovered baby Jessica, you remember that story, baby Jessica, right? Once they discovered that she was in this well, they took immediate action. Right? There's, there's a toddler who's fallen into a well. They didn't just encourage her from up above. Hey, Jessica, it's going to be okay. They didn't expect Jessica to, to crawl her way out. Jessica, just figure it out on your own. What did they do? They worked 
tirelessly for 58 hours. They went to where she was so that she could be rescued. Now, the reason I tell you that story is that's exactly what happened in the world. When Adam and Eve sinned, they fell. And they took everyone with them, all of humanity in the darkness and the death of sin. And God doesn't look down at our world and the sinfulness of our world and say, you're gonna have to figure it out. He doesn't just shout encouragements from heaven. Hey, you know what? It's gonna be okay. Good job. Just try a little bit harder. What did he do? He was relentless in his pursuit of a sinful mankind. He came down where we were and what did he do? He rescued us, he got us out. That's what Christmas is all about, that God came down to rescue us. That's why we celebrate. We would all do the same. If somebody was in a a life-threatening situation, we wouldn't just stand there and look at them. We wouldn't just say, well, I hope you can figure this out. We would do something about it. That's exactly what God did. He sent down the rescuer of all mankind to save us from the hopeless situation that we were in. And because of this, we celebrate. So so just to kind of simplify the the reason for Christmas and why we celebrate Christmas, one, because I'm a sinner, I, I need saved. Two, because Jesus is the Savior. And three, we celebrate because of our salvation. That's, that's why we have Christmas and celebrate Christmas. And one of the things I want us to see is celebration. If anyone should celebrate, don't you think it should be Christians? Like if anybody in the world should celebrate anything, shouldn't it be Christians? Celebration is the mark of a true Christ follower. I don't know if you ever think about that. What is one of the marks of someone who's truly a follower of Christ? We celebrate, why? Because we understand what Christmas is all about. We understand that that it's not just about trees and presents and gifts and food and football and all those things that are great and they're fun. But ultimately, it's about the rescuer. Ultimately, it's about Jesus. So, So how do we celebrate? Let me just encourage you. Let me put my little plug in here for Christmas Eve. Uh, We wanna celebrate together on Christmas Eve. We have services here at at 2 and 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun. We are gonna celebrate Christmas. We also have our Northwest campus. If you can't make it here, you wanna go out there, 2 and 4 and 6 there as well. We're gonna gather together and celebrate Jesus. So, So how do we celebrate? Looking back at our passage in Matthew chapter 2, how do we celebrate? First thing I want you to see is we celebrate with joy. We celebrate with joy. Look in verse 10. It says, when they saw the star, what did they do? You awake? I'm going to have to make you stand up and do jumping jacks or something. How did they celebrate? With joy. They rejoiced. Look at what it says. I love this in verse 10. When they saw the star... They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, right? They didn't just kind of like, yay, God. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Not just going through the the motions, right? There ever been some Christmases in your life, if you've lived long enough, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, we won't go above that, that many Christmases you've experienced in your life. Has there been some Christmases that you just wanted to get through it? Let's be honest, anybody? I just, there's been some Christmases. I just, I just wanted to get through it. 
circumstances weren't great. My situation wasn't great. I'm just trying to get by. But what I want us to see is even if this year, that's your situation, you're like, I didn't wanna raise my hand, but really right now, I just wanna get through this. Like things are not great. I I just wanna get through this season. What I want us to see is joy, celebration of Christ. Joy is not predicated on our circumstances. That's not a denial of real pain or real troubles or anything that you might be going through. That's not what I'm telling you. But, but joy is choosing God, that God is bigger, that God's bigger than your loss, that God is bigger than the divorce that you walked through this year, that God is bigger than your financial struggles, that God is bigger than sickness or disease. Choosing joy is choosing Jesus in the midst of these real struggles that you're walking through. It's looking beyond those struggles to God and saying, God is greater. God has overcome this fallen world through Jesus Christ. We have hope because of Jesus. Joy is something that we we all long for. Experiencing joy should be a part of every Christian's life. Did you know joy is a fruit of the Spirit? Remember what the fruit of the Spirit? Love, what? Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Are those things that we do? Well, some of those things we choose to do, we choose to love, we choose joy, we choose to live in peace, but it's fruit, it's the outgrowth of God's Holy Spirit working in our hearts and and in our lives. It's produced by God's work in us. Joy is part of God's will for us. It's meant to be a, a hallmark of the Christian life. It's a gift of God. So joy is a response and it's a choice. So when we think about celebrating Christmas and celebrating Jesus, we celebrate with joy. It's our response to the fact that God sent a savior, but it's also a choice. It's a choice this Christmas to see that God is greater than our situation or our struggle. So we celebrate with joy. We also see here that we celebrate with worship in verse 11. It says, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. I, I was reading this week in December 21st, 1968. I won't ask you if you were there then. Apollo 8 was the first manned mission to the moon. How many of you remember that? Apollo 8, right? First manned mission to the moon. Took off on December 21st. So on December 24th, Christmas Eve, they, they had a live broadcast from the Apollo 8 vessel. It said that almost a billion people worldwide watched this broadcast because it was the first live film heading towards the moon of the earth. And they closed out the broadcast by reading from Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You see, part of, of worship, we celebrate with, with worship by, by, by attributing to God all that He is, that God is holy, that God is pure, that God is powerful, that God is loving, that God is sovereign, that God is creator. God created the heavens and the earth. And there's so many more characteristics that we could talk about with God, but it's expressing our reverence, it's, it's expressing honor and respect to God that only God deserves all praise and all glory and all honor. When you think about worship, 
worships willing dis, is a willing obedience to God's commands out of a place of love. And in other words, when we worship, we don't do it just because it's a command. Again, it's a response, just like joy to, to God's love in our life. We, we want to worship Him. We, worshiping God replaces the worship of, of everything else. You know, Satan's a smart, smart being. Uh, what he decided to do with Christmas is not to, to take it away, which that seems like maybe what he would have done. Let's just, if I'm Satan, I just want to get rid of Christmas because it focuses on Jesus, but he's too smart for that. What he did is he didn't get rid of Christmas. He made it bigger and more commercial than just being about Jesus, right? Hey, I'm not gonna get rid of Christmas. I'm just gonna make it a bigger deal. I'm, I'm gonna start celebrating the stores. We're gonna have all the stuff out in like July. Christmas trees are out. We're we're gonna start having music and lights and we're just gonna make such a big deal about Christmas that it becomes bigger than Jesus. We're not gonna get rid of Christmas. We're just gonna make it bigger so that it's more in people's minds than just Jesus. But when we think about worship, worshiping God replaces the worship of everything else. Think about all the things that we worship during Christmas beyond Jesus. We worship the season. I just love the Christmas season. I love it too. But sometimes we elevate that to, to our worship. We, we worship the gifts. It becomes all about the gifts and what can I give? And I wanna give this perfect gift to this person. It's about the music or it's about the spirit of Christmas. All of those things can, can become idols. They can become elements of worship that are more than our worship of Jesus Christ. Worshiping God replaces the worship of everything else. Worship is also a mindset. It's a, it's a lifestyle. We choose to worship. I want to give you permission to do something this week. I'm going to give you permission to worship God once Christmas is over. Right, that, that worship is not just our response to Jesus on December 25th. That worship is a lifestyle. Worship is, is how we live, it, it, it's a mindset. Did you know that everything you do outside of sin can be worship? How many of you like to mow your lawn? Did you know mowing your lawn can be worship? Mowing your lawn? Everything outside of sin can, can be worship if we're doing it for the glory of God. All things outside of sin. All the Christian traditions, all the things that we do during Christmas, did you know you can put up a tree and you can decorate it with lights and you can buy presents and you can make, you know, apple cider and you can eat and you can do all of those things that we love to do at Christmas and them not become idols. They can actually become acts of worship because we understand and remember the meaning behind each one of those things. That, that, that worship is part of how we celebrate the birth of Jesus as a mindset and a lifestyle. And then the last thing we see here is that we celebrate with giving. Look at the second part of verse 11. It says, in opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, I, I did a deep dive this week just because I was interested on shepherds, on the, I mean, on the wise men. Like, what do we know about the wise men? How much of what we think about the wise men is just tradition? How much of it is fact? And, and here's the reality. We know very little about the wise men outside of what we see in Matthew chapter two. 
Just, just what it basically says. The wise men or the magi, the, the word for wise men is actually magicians. Did you know that? But that doesn't sound very godly in the Bible to say the magicians came to see the baby Jesus. So what do they say? They say the magi. It says they came from the east. We don't know where in the east. That would be like somebody coming to San Antonio. Where'd you come from? The east. Like Seguin? What are you talking about? What, what do we know? Well, we assume that they came from the east because in the Old Testament, the east referred to Babylon, right? That's where they, they, they took uh, the Israelites captive in, in Babylon. So we assume that they came from there. How did they know about Jesus? They knew enough of the story to be able to tell Herod where the baby was going to be. They came to seek him out, to worship him. How did they know about Jesus? Some people think that, that perhaps that there was, there was some text left in Babylon from, from Daniel when he was there because a lot of the prophecy about Jesus was Daniel, that maybe there was some text that they knew and they, they were looking for this Messiah and, and for this sign. The reality is we don't know. We, we don't know. Something's going on up there. All right. We, we don't know uh, what, the, what the, the meaning of the gifts were. We like to look at it and ascribe, well, gold is for royalty and, and, and the, the frankincense was, was a spice for worship and myrrh was what they put on embalming to, to help with the body. And we, we ascribe these attributes to Jesus. But the reality is we don't know. What we know is they brought gifts of great value. It says that they brought treasures. Now you think about Christmas gifts. Why do we give gifts? Well, sometimes we give gifts out of obligation. Like I just, I have to buy this person a gift. Like it's my boss, I have to, right? Anybody done that this year? Any gifts out of obligation? Be honest, come on. Like that, that's the gift that you don't put a lot of thought behind. You're like, just, you know, give them a fruitcake or something. Just give them something. There's gifts of obligation, but the good gifts are the gifts that we give out of affection and love. Those are the gifts that we put thought into, that they have some kind of a, a meaning that, that we're excited to be able to give. It's just like when your kids were little and they would make some kind of gift at, at school or preschool and, and it, it's not anything that was expensive. Honestly, if it wasn't your kid, not even anything very nice. But because it's from your kid, it's, it's some of the most valuable things that we treasure because they gave them to us out of love. It says that the wise men gave gold and frankincense and myrrh, treasures. Giving in scripture has always been about giving God, listen, our first and our best. Our time first, our talents first, our resources first first. Doesn't it seem like sometimes when, when we think about giving, when it comes to worship and celebrating giving, that it's out of obligation? Here, Jesus, here's my spiritual fruitcake. Instead of giving God treasure, our first and our best, that we celebrate Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us. We celebrate Jesus by giving. So, so as we think about Christmas, I want us to, to, to think about this, about celebration. Someone once said that you celebrate what you want to replicate. You heard that before? You celebrate what you want to replicate. 
We, we celebrate Jesus at Christmas because we want to celebrate Jesus year-round. That we celebrate the birth of our Savior year-round. That it's not just something that happens on Christmas and Easter, on December 25th, on whatever day Easter falls on this year. But every single day we think about the gift of Jesus Christ. That God loved us so much that He sent His Son, that He came down to the earth to rescue us from our sins. And when we think about that, our response, the way that we, we celebrate is that, that we want to, to live a life of joy and we want to live a life of worship and, and we want to live a life of giving. That's our expressions of worship to God for the gift that He gave us in Jesus. Now, we have one week left till Christmas. If everything up to this point has been about the busyness and the craziness and buying uh, presents and getting ready and, and all of these things, we have seven days to be able to think about the reason for Christmas, to think about the gift of Jesus, to begin this morning to celebrate Christmas because the gift of our Savior. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for uh, our Savior. And Lord, as we think about Christmas, Father, we, we celebrate who you are. We, we celebrate the, the birth of our Savior. And God, we want to celebrate with, with joy. God, we want to have joyful hearts. We understand that, that joy is a fruit of the Spirit, but joy is also a choice. And Lord, there are some here this morning that, that God, this is not a happy time in their life. Things, that's, things that they're walking through, things that they're dealing with, God, this isn't a, a joyous time or a happy time in their life. God, I, I pray that this, this year, this season, we can choose joy, that we can see that God is greater than our circumstances. God, that we can celebrate you God, by our worship, God, not just our singing, worship so much more than singing, God, that we'd worship you our lives, that we'd worship you with our, our treasures, our time, our talents, our, our gifts, God, that we would give you our first and our best, that that would be part of our celebration. And Father God, if there's anyone here this morning that, that doesn't know you as Savior, God, I pray that today might be the day of salvation, that today might be the day that, that we receive the gift, the greatest gift that was ever given in your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. God, we thank you that you didn't just shout down encouragement from heaven, but God, you came down to rescue us. So Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you in Jesus' name. At Mission City Church, we love people and love how the good news of Jesus transforms lives and we want to see it more every day. Stop by missioncity.church to check out what we are up to that you can be a part of. It is also where you can share a gift to support the ministries of Mission City in San Antonio. Be blessed. Till next time.